For our weekly dose of health and fitness, we're joined this morning by the wonderful Professor Gordon Lynch. Gordon, how are you doing this morning? I'm very well, thanks, Paul. I hope you're doing well too. I'm doing okay. Gordon, I have to be honest, I don't talk to professors very often, so i got to ask... Do you get a kick out of selecting Professor from the drop-down menu when you're booking flights? Because is, is that one of the perks? I haven't been on a flight for a while um, for various reasons, but um, it doesn't usually give me any uh, special special benefits, that's for sure. That's such a shame because my wife and I, we got into trouble once because I was buying overseas flights for us and I put her down as reverend and myself as... Because you don't have to prove it. You just sort of click it. I mean, does yeah. that – do you feel like that diminishes all the hard work you've done a little bit? Uh, mate, I just – sometimes I'll see the drop-down with Sir something or other. I think that would be a nice little prefix oh, as well. Just mm. get knighted casually without having to do mm. any of the yeah. work. Look, uh, Gordon, speaking of my wife, she and I are both pretty fit, and we both get up what I would call way too early and go very hard. She's off doing Pilates and weights most mornings, so – Basically, we've gotten a little bit competitive and she's been looking for a way to outdo me in the fitness stakes. And it seems like with this new study, she may have found that edge. Is that correct? I think so. I think she's got the edge on all of this because the latest research is showing that women may actually gain greater health benefits from exercise than men with less effort. Now, that's pretty impressive, isn't it? That's absolutely galling no it's incredible obviously i mean what are the actual what's the actual research found here what, what what's yeah. the science it, it's it's a good study it's a big study it was published in the journal of the american college of cardiology which mm. is a very respected journal and what they found was that the w- women will gain a greater health benefit from regular physical activity than do men at an equivalent or even a lower dose of activity. So it's 400,000 people, 400,000 adults in the US mm-hmm. who were participating in the study over a two-decade two period. And what they were looking at was how men and women differed with respect to how you know their health outcomes based upon how often they exercised, how long, how hard they exercised, and what type of exercise they performed. So as you might expect, Paul, Anyone who does exercise, so all adults that were engaging in any form of physical activity, mm-hmm. compared to being inactive, their mortality risk was lower. But interestingly, it was reduced by 24% in women compared with 15% in men. So women were better off, even with this that baseline physical activity. But when they dug a little bit deeper and they studied you know, moderate to vigorous aerobic exercise, so mm. brisk walking or, or cycling exercise, they found that men reached their sort of maximal survival benefit, and they did all these statistics to, to do this, mm. from doing a level of exercise around about five hours per week, whereas the women were able to achieve the same degree of survival benefit from exercising just under two and a half hours per week. So half the time, more, more benefit. So it's the same thing when it came to you know, muscle strengthening activities, like, you know, like weight training. Men reaching the sort of peak benefit from doing, say, three sessions per week, women gaining the same amount of benefit from about one session per week. So, uh, you know, in every way, every way, way you look at it, that women were benefiting from doing less. But if, of course, if they get even greater gains, if they engaged even even more activity, so if they did more than that two and a half hours per week of moderate to vigorous activity or more sessions per week in the muscle strengthening, they gained even more. So 
the researchers, they, they had a press release which accompanied the article and it said that you know, women have historically and statistically lagged behind men in engaging in meaningful exercise. And, and the beauty of their study was that learning that women can get more out of each minute of exercise, more moderate to vigorous activity than men do, is a very incentivizing notion. And I hope that women would take the study to heart and, and encourage them to do more activity. And I think that's a really encouraging health message for, for the morning. Oh, it's incredible. And it's like finding out the currency that you have is worth more than it was before. I mean, this is a this is a net gain for so many listeners. I have to ask, when you say moderate to vigorous, what sort of exercises were they testing these people on? I mean, were they putting them on treadmills and poking them with electrodes or were they just telling them to hit the gym? What kind of exercise did they actually use for these well, tests? Well, I think you've, you've, you've touched on an interesting thing, Paul. One of the things about these sorts of big studies involving so many people is mm. that they do rely upon self-reporting of their activity. Ah. And what they suggest often is that men tend to <laughs> overestimate how much they're actually doing, <laughs> not surprisingly, yeah. and women actually underestimate what they've been doing. So they even, you know, I think if you look at that, they're even benefit even more from what they're actually reporting. So there's there's one aspect that's just self-reported, but when they look at this overall, um, you know, the, the women are benefiting in, in most things more than the men. That's wild. This does sound a little bit like a physical version of the Dunning-Kruger effect, which I read about a little while ago, and that is that extremely smart, overachieving people tend to downplay their achievements because they assume that it's easy for everybody because they have, you know, a little bit of imposter syndrome, whereas the people who are sort of mid-grade at things regularly put themselves at the top of the pack because, you know, that they're slightly deluded. I guess what I'm <laughs> curious about here, Gordon, is how many people here could have futz their results? Like if you rock up at the lab and they say, how are you feeling? Do they have any way to actually 100% accurately gauge the veracity of your claims? I mean, how, how tight a net was there at this research? Well, don't forget that this is done over a 20-year period. Uh, so they're, they're following, the, following up with them, they're reporting, they're, they're checking from year to year mm. what they're actually doing. And they're tracking, of course, many other aspects of their health. So I think there's there's that... There's checks and balances within that, Paul, that, <laughs> that they, can, they can sort of know who's, who's not really being honest about it and those who are. But I think you're right. Um, the, general, the generalization is that you, you find that many people will say they've done a lot more than they actually have. Yeah. Perhaps it's better to just say, let's go a bit under the radar and then surprise them. <laughs> Rock up at midnight, just surprise visits, <laughs> surprise inspections. Oh, that's good stuff. So... Why would there be actual differences in the exercise responses between men and women on, on a biological level? What's actually going on here? Yeah, so if we think about you know, the overall, you know, there's variations in naturally anatomy and physiology which would account between, for these differences. And men, typically, they have a higher exercise capacity than women across ages. That's because they have generally larger hearts, they have wider lung airways, greater lung diffusion capacity, usually the muscle fibres are, are bigger as well, mm -hmm. they have more lean mass than women. But what the studies have also shown is that uh, females may actually have a higher blood flow to the working muscles during exercise. That's because the plumbing to the muscles, the capillaries that supply the, the oxygenated blood to the working muscles, mm -hmm. is higher 
in women than men. So although women may start with a sort of, if you think about muscle strength, they might start at a lower muscle strength, but with strength training, they're actually achieving a greater relative improvement in strength, which is, if you think about strength versus muscle mass, strength is actually a greater predictor of mortality than simply how much muscle you have. So things like muscle fiber composition, which differs between men and women, it might also contribute to, to, the, to the differences that we're seeing. The women actually being more sensitive to the type of physical activity they're performing. So essentially those differences are allowing them to reap greater health benefits from actually doing less. So that sensitivity, that built-in sensitivity is working in their favor. That's absolutely incredible. And it is interesting, the difference between uh, useful strength and aesthetic strength. And I feel like that's a real gulf that's being explored right now, especially with the explosion on social media of people hitting the gym, you know, to, to look good as opposed to being able to, you know, do things for mobility or get up off the floor without using their hands or whatnot. I mean, on that point, what are some of the real world implications of this study for people out there? Yeah, and um, there are some really important messages that come, come from this. Now, mo most importantly, first and foremost, let's say that it reiterated the, the important health benefits of exercise, and that's for both women and for men as well. Mm. But clearly, the, the, the sexes are going to be benefiting from, from different aerobic exercises, from strength exercises, the importance of being active rather than sedentary. That's a real-world real, real world application. Mm. The, the, the accompanying sort of um, editorial in the journal, it said that although a person's physical activity needs and goals may change you know, based upon age and health status and the, the schedule to do exercise, the value of any type of exercise is irrefutable. So that's really hammer saying, on this show, we've been doing this for a long time. We talk about exercise a lot. The real world implications of practicality of doing it is being borne out time and again. So that's really important. So it means even if you don't do structured exercise, rather than you know, just get up off the couch, be more active around the house, be more active in the garden, all of those activities are going to be beneficial. But if you can actually put some structured exercise in there, recognizing we live very busy lives, we've got to try and fit it in somehow. But the benefits of exercise for health will increase even further. So our heart health, our lung health, our brain health, our muscles, our bones, our joints, our metabolic health, all of our body systems can benefit from these structured exercise programs. And so I think you know, to talk about the real world implications, the study findings suggest that exercise advice may need to be sex specific. So rather than just a one size fits all approach, this is often what we hear, yeah. we may have to make the exercise messaging a little bit more specific for women and for men. And that's been talked about for quite some time, but the sort of evidence from these studies is really important to try and hammer home why there has to be some specificity in, those, in that exercise messaging. So ideally, if we can do that, that should motivate more people to embrace you know, the health benefits of exercise, start becoming and staying more active. And I really hope that's the case because studies like this are so important for, for getting that message out there. So all in all, Paul, I think a very interesting study and a very good health message to start the day. Oh, absolutely the best. I mean, I, and full disclosure here, I have um, started seeing a therapist recently and they said something to me the other day, which was, I think, pretty useful. They said, if people knew what effect 
effect exercise had on mental health, I'd be out of work. Now, whilst that... <laughs> very, it's, 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 it's very impressive. It's very impressive. Yeah, it, it has so many different impacts. Well, look, uh, Professor Gordon Lynch, I cannot thank you enough for spending the morning with us. Uh, thank you for hanging out on Overnights. Thank you very much, Paul.